Hello everybody, this is Rocky from the Adaptation Store at the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired located in downtown San Francisco. I'm so glad to be back here for our final offering from the store. I don't know where the time went. I thought, oh, we have plenty of time. We've got so much time. We can cover all these bases and where did the time go? Um, There's just so many... There are so many products to carry and so much to say and not enough hours in the day. That's really scary. So I want to revisit a few items that we didn't get a chance to touch on last time. I started to to talk about them right at the tail end of our last presentation. And if you didn't hear it, um, and there's a, any way you can go back and catch it, that we covered a lot of products in that last segment. But uh, I started kind of making a segue uh, inadvertently when I was talking about timekeeping and watches and um, I I jumped off into a a product that I want to talk a little more about later on in this offering um, because it has to do with wayfinding and I kind of want to make sure that I touch on some of the high-tech offerings too and some of the, the other technical devices that people purchase from the store we have a lot of low-tech stuff but we have a lot of high-tech offerings too so um last time when we were talking about household items we covered a number of wristwatches and timers but um there are a few more things that i want to make sure that we get into this presentation one of which is our um our series of talking clocks. We talked about talking watches, but we had not really addressed the alarm clock, tabletop clock uh, arena. We have several. Um, we have a little clock called the curve clock. Um, it's uh, It has the same speech chip that most of them actually have the same chip in them, the curve clock. And I believe there's another one called the sleek clock, which also uh, has the same has the same speech chip, the same voice, same alarm choices, everything is the same beep and rooster uh, noises that we're used to with the female voice and little bong when you press the button. Um, The clocks are roughly $10, $12. One is $10, one is $12. They take uh, standard AA batteries. There is um, another clock with the same speech chip in it, shaped like a little penguin. And you press down on his little head. He's got a little hat on, and you press down on his head, and he tells you the time. He's got little arms, and that's how you set his hours and minutes. He's kind of cute. We have the atomic clock. We have the Monex atomic clock that many people are familiar with. It doesn't have a British accent anymore. It has a. It sounds almost Canadian now. It has the same real pretty clock, uh, kind of a tall standing desk style alarm clock um, with the, the the larger face and uh, it's the great speaker on the back. I, it's a good little clock, takes double, two AA batteries, sets itself atomically uh, and it also now has a little brother which is a $30 version unlike the big Monexes with a $40 version. The the $30 clock is also atomic, but it's a pocket size. It's about the size of a, maybe a half a deck of cards. Um, and it fits in your pocket, and it's just a basic travel clock. And you can lock it so the only button that you press will speak the time. Otherwise, you can 
unlock it and then all the functions are talking. But it's a little more in that traditional travel clock design. Same speech chip as the old school atomic clock, so it has the British voice. Um, but it's a it's a great little clock. I really like it, actually. The thing I think that is a deal breaker for me about that clock is that it takes the, the watch style batteries, the little flat uh, batteries. It doesn't take um, regular double A's. It's too thin. So in as much as I love how skinny and sleek and slimline and wonderful it is, I think, man, I wish it had a double A or triple A in it. But beggars can't be choosers. It's a great little clock. Um, we've got several um, different types of recording devices and one of which is a MicroSpeak digital recorder. It's in the $60 range and it has 12 gigs of onboard storage. Does not take SD or micro SD. You need to connect it via USB to a computer at which point it will be seen like an external drive. So you can copy files to it or from it. It will recognize uh, WAV files, WAV and MP3 files when you play them back. It records uh, WAV files, I believe. Um, so they're not as small as MP3s are. And it records them uh, in one folder. So, if you are looking back at your files and you have, uh, let's say, um, a series of files that you've recorded, they'll be they'll they'll be listed on the recorder sequentially, um, and you'll just have to go through them. There isn't a any way to move them around or break them up on the recorder. You've got to move them over to the computer to do it. So it's a simple recorder, really very basic, but it's. Uh, usable by just about anybody even if you're brand new to technology it has some uh, simple buttons on the front it has a great sounding speaker and the transport controls are very basic it's you know play stop in the middle and then left and right or back and forward rather are are to the left and right of play stop and that's it there's a record button up above it below the speaker and uh, and a power button on the bottom that's really all there is to it it's very basic good for just grabbing the quick note or phone number. And then if you want something a little more powerful, we have a recorder called the Eltranex recorder. And it has gotten some really amazing reviews for what it is. I'm mentioning it here not because of all of the audio files out there. I know there are plenty of people who have some pretty high-end recording devices. Um, this, though, is really kind of neat because all of its menus are spoken. So it's definitely a recorder that was designed for with, with you know blind people in mind. It has a display on it, and I know you can do some customizing of the the information that shows up on the display too. But since all the menus are spoken, and you can go in and turn the backlight off if you want to, and, and turn all the things that typically um, are useless to us as totally blind people off and extend the battery life even more so it runs on a single uh, AAA battery it's very much in the Olympus style of handheld recorders if you're familiar with the the classic Olympus design with mics on the top uh, in the top and right and left corners of the unit that's kind of what this design looks like 
very Olympus-esque, but it has an FM radio player in it. Um, to my point, I can't get very many stations, but I am trying in a, in a pretty saturated RF zone. However, I am on the 10th floor uh, in downtown San Francisco when I'm trying, so your mileage may vary. Um, but there are no windows in my office, so again, your mileage may vary. But it has a scheduler, so if you want to record something off the radio, you could schedule it to do that. If you want to set it up to come on at a certain time and connect it to another device, you can use it just as a timer to have timed recording. Uh, it's 24-bit, so it defaults to you know 16-bit by default, but... It's, I think the default is, you know, 44.1. But when you start playing with the bit rate and the sampling rate and stuff, you can do some really interesting things. Um, I think, honestly, if you're going to look at a true 24-bit recording, I don't know about the floor noise and the mic noise of this recorder to honestly say. I, it's, it's, it's not for me to say, but I think if I wanted to truly um, get a, a quieter recording I could plug external mics in and and that 24-bit option becomes something really kind of stellar the other thing I love about the Eltronix is it has one thing that I haven't seen any other standalone recorder uh, sport and that is one touch recording at startup so has an option you can customize that when you hold the record button down for five seconds or whatever not only will it start recording, but it will go back and try to capture the previous two seconds. And this is sort of a fun thing if you're somewhere and you go, Ooh, i got to get that right now. God, I wish I'd started my recorder. You don't have to pull it out and turn it on and wait for it to boot and go in here and find the folder and figure out where you want it and press record. You hold record down and it's just going to come up recording in the last folder you were uh, visiting. So really a cool thing um just for catching stuff on the fly i don't know that it's the tool for everybody but i think for blind people who really want a more high-end recording solution that's customizable it can be everything from your little pocket dictaphone to something they can capture really amazing uh stellar high quality audio and even if you do use the internal mics they they have some some interesting um, artifacts in them depending on how you're recording but they really do separate pretty amazingly well I, I, this recorder has been a really neat acquisition in the store I'm a lot more impressed with it than I expected to be with a recorder that I'd never heard of before you know, okay this is a generic thing but it's a fun little gadget to play around with and I think the beautiful thing uh, that I find really rewarding about it is that every single menu is spoken. Um, it has an onboard manual as well inside of the D folder of all places. I don't know why they didn't put it in folder A, especially since you have folders A through E supported. So why they stuck it in D, I don't know, maybe D is for documentation. I couldn't imagine. But there is a manual there. It's recorded with TTS. Um, you have the ability to speed up and slow down your playback, so if the TTS is annoying to you, you can speed it up, which I found useful. Um, some people won't want to do that, and you don't have to. You can plug headphones into it. It's a neat little recorder. I hate to show so much love to one product because there are hundreds and hundreds of products, and like I said, we're not going to cover everything. Uh, but 
I was really hoping that 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 I could talk about this a little bit. The other high tech product that we recently acquired, of course, um, is the Sunu Band, and I was a little conflicted about this product when I first started playing with it. Uh, it's kind of a an impressive little obstacle detector. Um, it can vibrate when it thinks it sees something in your path, and it goes quiet when your path is clear. So I've been really, the mad scientist in me has been kind of curious to see, can I, can I gauge how far away things are just by having something that will, you know, vibrate at me when it sees something within two meters or three meters or four meters. This has a lot of other functions as well. Um, when you pair it with a smartphone app, you can use it like a, you can slide your finger across its surface and get the time. Um, it'll do some other things too. So I think it's kind of a cool thing for people. The deal breaker for me is that I wear a, a smartwatch on my left hand and I use a cane in my right these days now that my dog is retired. Uh, so my Sunu band hand would have to be my left hand and I means I have to put my Apple watch on my right hand. Um, so it's a, you know, real world problems, right? Um, but there aren't enough hands in the mix for me to wear everything the way that I would like to. So um, it's a, it's a toss-up. But I really I found it a fun tool to play with and really interesting to see if I could gauge, you know, overhangs f- from a distance up at face level where my cane is never going to reach. And that is sort of a cool thing uh, to be able to use it for. Also, now I find that for targeting empty doorways from a distance... It's helpful. I don't want to put my hand on the side of the door. Uh, Even for telling if there's something standing, you know, 10 feet away, I might not know if it's a person or a post until it moves, but at least I can detect that there's an object there um, that I don't have to get close enough to to touch with my cane to to detect its whereabouts or its location. Um, I don't know in the long term what our solutions are going to be, for negotiating the physical world around us but I think some of these tools can maybe be helpful so I'm kind of in the mad scientist experiment mode with things and the Sunu band has been kind of a fun acquisition for the store to begin carrying and I know some of our O&Ms are teaching students to use it as well so that's kind of a fun thing back to the kitchen we have our liquid level indicators that vibrate and beep and they go a little bit nuts as you get closer to the top of your glass. They beep faster. Um, so they're a good tool for people while they're gauging, kind of getting used to pouring and getting used to how much muscle memory it takes and what does it sound like as the liquid gets close to the top. And uh, A good tool for people that are just learning and practicing. I found them also really helpful for measuring light things like oil that you can't feel very well. Um we have a ton of magnifiers, just a ton. Everything from handheld magnifiers that take, you know, batteries to uh, magnifiers that just go around your neck that are very basic, that are a single power, to uh, magnifiers that stack on top of each other and you can put multiple lenses together to, you know, three fives make 15, for example. Uh, we have some monoculars. We have... Um, three different types of handheld magnifiers, some from Eschenbach, uh, some from a company called Mattingly, 
and some less expensive magnifiers that are kind of fun to buy if you like them and, and you can use them. They're neat because they're very inexpensive. They're made by Carson. And kind of the fun thing about the Carson mags, if you like them and they're usable, um, they're cheap enough you can have one in every room. You know, they're just, you can have them all over the place. Uh, whereas the Eschenbachs are just really fancy and the opposite end of the spectrum. You hold it in your hand and you just feel the precision and the engineering. I mean, it has a nice switch that you flip and it's just, I, I, I don't know, I don't use magnification at all, so it's not for me to judge. I'm going solely on the engineering and what it feels like to hold it, so take it with the grain. But um, in the middle is sort of where people tend to fall with our Mattingly line. It's kind of a in the $50 range, it's more affordable, and um, the choices range all the way from, you know, 3 or 4X all the way up to 14X. Um, we also got some magnifiers made by a company called Coil. They're called Coil Mags, and they they are backlit, the backlit, what do you want to call it? They're lighted, illuminated, there we go. And uh, they light up when you pick up the handle, so there's no power switch to turn on. You just wrap your hand around the handle and they light up. Some people like that better. Um, we have a full page magnifier that we got in stock just before we went down uh, into um, to a sheltering in place back in March so we haven't really had much chance to test it out but it's uh, not super strong. I believe it's I believe it's a 6x um, my gosh, I should go and edit that out because I don't remember if it's a 4 or a 6X. And of course, it's not here in front of me for me to tell. Brand new acquisition in the store, though. It's a big flat. Um, not not super powerful, but just enough so that it doesn't get uh, blurry toward the edges. It's, it's enough that um, it might help people magnify a page. Um, not for everybody, certainly. Everybody thinks that a full-page magnifier is going to be the miracle cure. And of course, what happens is the image gets really grainy as you get further away from the center. And so it doesn't end up working the way, uh, ideally. Uh, you know, the heart wants one thing, but science says, nope, it doesn't work that way. So I think people just have to try it and see what works best with their visual acuity. Again, that's why our store is so wonderful. It's such a great place for for people to be able to come. Uh, Pre-COVID, we would just sit them down at the table and start handing over magnifiers until we found what worked best and I I still feel like that's the best most effective solution to finding the right tool is to try everything and see what works. We have another magnifier that we carry that's not illuminated but it's like a it's a dome magnifier and they're all four power they're just different sizes and when you set them on a piece of paper they gather the light so they're not lighted but some people really like them and can use them very effectively. They're not for everybody, but the folks that like them really like them. And they range in price from $20 all the way up to $120. The last magnifier that I really want to talk about is something that, um, it's going to sound strange for a totally blind person to say that I really love this magnifier, but I I like it. Um, it kind of bridges the gap between the full-fledged CCTV and the, the the smaller magnifiers that sit on the table. It's a standing magnifier. Uh, it connects to Wi-Fi. You can connect it also via USB. You can connect it straight up to your TV with HDMI. Or it has Bluetooth, so you can also connect it uh, 
uh, to your smartphone via Wi-Fi with an app. And this camera does multiple things. So it looks like a it's got a it's a it's a it stands on the desk, and when you unfold it, um, it kind of folds down into itself, and you unfold the camera, and then it kind of it it's like it has a it's not quite a gooseneck because it only folds up and out, but it's an arm that is essentially the back wall of your camera that holds the camera up over your document, let's say, or holds it up in the air. So you can point it down at the table. You can aim it straight across the room at a at a another screen or at a at a presentation or at a wall or anything. Um and it works both ways. If you're using it in conjunction with your smartphone, you can use that camera to bring information back to your phone. So it'll, you know, it'll it'll bring those images back so that you can work from them, you know, for presentation reasons with your smartphone. Um for the sake of document presentation. But it'll also work the opposite way where you can use it, let's say, to look at a newspaper and send that video over to your big screen over there across the room. So if you have a a large screen, you know, flat screen TV, let's say, and you don't want to drop, you know, thousands of dollars on a CCTV, if you can set this on your table and put something, print underneath it, um... It lets you, you know, flip the image and magnify and do all kinds of things with the contrast right on the camera itself. And then you can see those images over on your TV screen. So if you want to just sit in your own armchair and read the paper comfortably, you can use your own TV to do it. You don't have to go and sit at a specific desk in a specific place and use that specific machine. Um, you can. This thing is so portable, it folds up into almost nothing. You can carry it around with you. As a totally blind person, I find that um, because it does also work in conjunction with an app, that it can be incredibly useful for presentation. This is called the IPVO camera, and uh, it's not, you know, it, it's 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 not a foolproof solution certainly, but it it really does uh, offer a number of options for people that want to use it. Um, in so many different scenarios, you can use it in the classroom, you can use it for presenting. Uh, it's just a really a versatile device. It's a $400 camera, but if you compare that to the you know $2,000 CCTV, it, it's a drop in the bucket, especially if you already have your own screen. So it's a great option for students, for professionals, um, especially in this virtual era that we live in now. We need to show screens to other people. Um, if I point this camera at something, I can essentially see that screenshot on my iPhone. It's just really powerful. And uh, even as a totally blind person, I find that it's very easy to operate. Once you pull the camera up along the the extended piece, that the vertical piece that holds the camera up in the air on the inside are all of the controls uh, that operate the camera. And the buttons are very tactile. Um, they're concave and convex for, you know, plus and minus, and they've just done some really nice things, um, making the controls easy to, to find and easy to discern. They're low profile, but they're just tactile enough that you can reach back and in just a half second, you can tell what they are. So I'm finding that I really like this camera. It's got a nice round weighted base, but it takes up almost no space. And, uh, I know a lot of people that are 
flipping their other cameras um, that I just won't name here, but other cameras uh, to try to pick this one up because it's just proven to be a really versatile option for people who are blind and people who uh, are sighted too, who just need a tool that they can use, you know, maybe with a screen. And it saves a lot of hassle, um, a lot of money and a lot of time learning that CCTV. You know, each of them are just different enough that there's a learning curve. So this is kind of a nice way to sort of find a happy medium. Um, There are other devices we sell too. We have some lamps and lighting. I didn't really go into lamps too much because... uh, uh, well, we sort of kind of ran almost to the end, and I think they're sort of a specialty thing, but we do sell a lot of task lighting to people who are low vision, who need specific uh, illumination and very directable light. I think our probably our most popular lamp is the Stella, now the Stella 2. Uh, she comes in black or white. Very, very pretty, very attractive, but it's definitely a desk-style task lamp. We have some floor lamps too, uh, but this is by far probably I would say our most popular would be the uh, Stella lamp. I know many people are familiar with the headphones from Aftershocks, and we have several pair. Uh, we've got the Trex Titanium and the Trex Air and the new Aeropex Uh These are open-ear bone conduction headphones, so you can wear them. The advantage for blind people, of course, is you can wear them while you're out traveling around or out doing things. So if you're maybe shopping in the store and you've got somebody helping you on video or on FaceTime or maybe you're using Be My Eyes or Ira while you're navigating um, or anything really when you want to hear audio um, from one source and still be able to have your ears open enough to be able to hear so you can travel around and hear your traffic. Aftershocks are a great solution. The Aeropexes are a nice lightweight option. You hardly know they're there. Um, and they are 159 of course, but as you go back to previous year's model, last year's model is 119 And of course the year prior, those, those um, Trex Titanium are $79. So they get a little bit less expensive with each year uh, that, that with each subsequent, uh, what am I trying to say? Each model is a little pricier than last year's model. There we go. Um, but we do still have them in stock, and sometimes people like the different sizes. I know the, um, the Trex, the Titanium, has a mini version also, and some people really like that size. So it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Aftershocks are useful wired or wireless. They come in Bluetooth or they're wired pair too. Some people like them for use with their computer, with JAWS. A lot of people buy them to use them at work. So they're a great solution. We also have our calendars coming in, and they should be here any day. Uh, Our desk calendar, which is a notebook-style calendar, is very popular, big, large print desk calendar. And we also have a wall calendar they can be used on the desk, but it's a huge hit. They they go like crazy. Um, they're a big, large print wall calendar with the month spread over two pages, so it's easy to see and easy to have a lot of space to write, and they're always a big hit. They're like a $15 solution, but they're, they're super valuable, and by the time 
I'm hoping that this recording airs on ACB Radio. We should have the calendars in place for 2021. Also, in case you want to show some love to the lighthouse, we all do. Uh, We sell merchandise. We have our hoodies, our lighthouse hoodies and our t-shirts that we carry in the store. Uh, ranging in all sizes from extra small all the way up to 2 or 3X, I believe. Uh, so they they vary in size, but they're uh, beautiful shirts. The t-shirts are black and the hoodies are gray, and they have our logo, and they say Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. So if you want to show some love to the Lighthouse or rock our merchandise, we'd be absolutely happy to outfit you with something. The hoodies are really comfy, especially in the winter when it's chilly. They're nice and warm, and the t-shirts are pretty comfortable too. And a little shameless plug for the lighthouse. So we are at the end. I can't believe that we've gone through so much time already and uh, so many more products. I wish we had another four hours But uh, I will wrap this up and say thank you all for listening. And please stop by if there's anything you're looking for, if we haven't covered it, or if we don't have it and you need to find it and you want us to help you look for it, give us a shout. You can email us at adaptations at lighthouse-sf.org. You can find us on the web at adaptations.org. Or you can give us a call, 888-400-888. 8933. I'm Rocky, and on behalf of all of us in the store, thanks so much for listening. Come by and shop with us soon. See you next year.